entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I'd like to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. So I'm super excited to have um, Ben here with me, and um, and it's Ben Winter, correct? Correct. Good. Okay. I had it. I, it didn't show up on the bio, so I was like, oh, darn, I must not have had that listed on there correctly. So Ben is uh, certainly hasn't been doing uh, living an idle life for a couple of years. Uh, out of college, he started doing things and going places that he never would have expected, from traveling to personal growth to marriage and child and to divorce and parenthood to entrepreneurism and inspiring others. Ben has flown airplanes on his own and has scuba dived in the uh, Galapagos. He has uh, seen animals of Tanzania and has traveled all over Europe with a six-month-old in tow. Now that's a challenge right there in place. He has performed improv over over a decade, acted in several plays and even a movie. He uh, now has uh, owned several businesses. His biggest passion is exploring the mind. In all of his personal growth work, and in one, there was one constant that stemmed it all from his, uh, from the mind. Between personal growth and improv, he found this weird realm called expectations. And while most people would shy away from such a thing, he decided to tackle it head on. Along his journey, he decided that the only reason anyone gets upset is because an expectation hasn't been met. Duh. And beginning to teach that is his success um, improv business. From there, he noticed that he'd been, um, there has been a way to use that upset feeling to fix the situation. And he has created an amazing how to stop being upset flowchart. From there, it was a simple step of taking everything that he had explored on the subject and put it into a book called What to Expect When Having Expectations. First of all, I love the title, Ben. This is this is just so darn cute. And it comes from any woman who's ever had a baby, right, would know what to expect um, with that title. So holy cow, what a story of you traveling around the world with kid in tow and having those expectations seemed like there was a there was a little history of them that things weren't working out right, correct? Yeah, I mean, throughout life, we always have expectations and it does, things don't seem to work out right. But, you know, we, we move on, we learn, and we grow, hopefully, uh, and just kind of go from there, so... <laughs> So, you know, it sounds like, um, it sounds like expectations in my mind are something that we put on ourselves. It's nothing necessarily that, that hurt us when somebody else has expectations, but is it both sides or, or personally? It's absolutely, it's every side possible. So expectations come from how we grow up, um, how we view the world is is basically what's shown to us through our parents and through school and interactions throughout throughout life. So if you grow up with two parents, you kind of expect that when you become a parent, there's going to be two of you. So the people that uh, it have their parents that are still married, getting a divorce is like, oh, this this isn't a thing. It shouldn't happen. 
Now, if somebody grows up in a divorced household, they're like, yeah, I got a divorce. What do you do? My parents had a divorce. No big deal. Um, and, you know, you think about anything and how you grew up, how you interact with other people, you expect them to have had the same upbringing as you because most of us aren't taught that everybody lives a different life. Everybody's raised differently. So, yeah, somebody else is going to have different expectations on me than I have on them because we didn't grow up in the same household. And even if we did grow up in the same household, I have different expectations than my brother does. And, you know, it's just his observations. He's also older. My observations and being the younger, you know, we have a different view on life just from, you know, the same household. So expecting somebody who grew up in a completely different city, state, country, uh, one parent, two parents, a family of 10, a family of one, they're all going to have different expectations. So uh, first thing we have to do is just cut everybody some slack because we don't know where people come from. Yeah, I have a I have a friend that talks about giving giving everybody grace, you know, and um, cutting slack and and just giving them that energy that that they need. How does how do we when when we're when we're setting our expectations? How do we give that slack? Right? I mean, you know, we 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 have our own values and beliefs and things that we expect. How do we do that? How do we just cut them slack and say, oh, you know, easy peasy? It's kind of like, oh, just quit smoking, right? <laughs> no, it takes practice. So Good. there's there's no simple quick solution. But what I do have to say is that most of the time we don't even know we had an expectation until it goes unmet. And so we have those moments in our time where we're upset, which are great. I love them because that's a great opportunity right there to say, what's going on? What expectation did I have? What do I need to do with it? How can I grow from this experience? Because the first thing, if you realize that you just discovered having this expectation, there is no way. It is impossible for you to have communicated that to the other mm. person. So right there, you can immediately cut them some slack because I didn't even know I had the expectation. So I couldn't possibly convey it to you. So let me take a step back and say, I just found something out about myself. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, it's that's that's really hard. I mean, and it's 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 a challenge that we face. Um, I'm, I'm an older single mother. Um, my daughter is now of young adulthood and, um, you know, she puts a lot of things on me that, that it's like, wow, wait a minute. I didn't even know you felt like that. So I guess that's something for both people to give that uh, grace period and that slack and say, okay, let's, let's, let's calm this down and, and, and talk this out. Why are you feeling like that? Right. It in an ideal world, yes, it would be both ways. Um, but as as anybody knows with personal growth, you can only work on yourself. And the more you do something for yourself in the situation, the more they're going to pick up on it and say, okay, this person handles it differently. Let me try handling it differently as well. So that's kind of the, the trick is to just, you got to change yourself and people will tend to follow. So Perfect. Well, I think a lot of us in business um, have expectations of achieving certain levels or reaching certain goals or the employee is going to do certain things. Um, what are some of the tricks that we can do to make sure that we're setting good expectations or reasonable expectations of the things that are going on around us? So that is a very good question. And, and the first thing is to become aware of when um, – 
you have to become aware of those expectations that you don't know about first. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes when you start out in a business, you're going to get upset a lot. You're like, why is this working? Why am I not getting customers? <laughs> ah, you know, every reason why like this sucks as being an entrepreneur and each and every single one of those moments is an opportunity to look and grow because when you start a business, you do expect to be as successful as the other people that you've seen as a success, but you don't know what they went through to get there. And a lot of times, again, going back to cutting some slack, you have expectations when you start a business on here's what I want. Here's where I want it to go. Here's how successful I'm going to be and so on. So you're going to start out with tons of expectations you didn't even know about. And those are great times to check in and say, okay, that expectation, is it reasonable for me to have that expectation? Well, no, I just opened the doors and nobody knows I exist. Okay, <laughs> let's work on that. <laughs> um, but as time goes on, the more you become aware of the ones you didn't know you have, the more you can purposefully create the ones you want. Uh, and a lot of times that's create that's it's goal building. Um you know, a lot of times we'll set a goal and then we'll fail and then we'll set a goal and we'll fail. And then it's like, well, why bother setting goals? I always fail. So the opposite is I set goals so easily that I'm always getting them. And so, okay, great. That's, that's good feedback. You're getting them, but now can you set them somewhere in the middle there where it's, it's a challenge and it's even more gratifying to get that goal but you're not setting it so low that it's obvious you're going to get it done because then you're expecting to get it done. And then when it doesn't, you're that much more upset. Um, So there's this middle ground with goals that you got to find. And it sounds like you want them to be achievable too. You don't want them to be so far out. It's like, okay, I just opened my doors and I'm going to make a million bucks next year. You know, I mean, having something, having something that is achievable, but then a little on the outside of your, of your stretch, right. You know, a little outside of it. Because going back to it, if you set every goal and you never get it, why would you keep setting goals? Like there's no reason to. It's it, it sucks if you're never getting your goals. But if you're always getting your goals, then you're never pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. So you've got to find that ground somewhere. And a lot of that is just setting those expectations with yourself. And sometimes you're going to fall short of something you didn't even realize you set upon yourself. So again, you have to say, well, I didn't know I had that expectation of myself. So now can I work that in for next month or next year or in the next five minutes and, you know, cut yourself some slack and and work through it this next time. Sounds like awareness is a big theme through this whole thing. Um, (laughs) You know, a lot of us um, go through life unaware of everything around them and, you know, they, they just think about, okay, this is only me and, and not the things around them. Um, Is there, is there some sort of um, uh, strategy or, or way that we can stop? I mean, just, I guess when it, when it hits you in the face, right, you're going you're gonna to try and look at it. But is there a way that we can kind of start to be more aware? Yeah, so a lot of people will put positive triggers around or, or reminders around, whether that's in the mirror, on a refrigerator, in front of their computer. And, you know, the flowchart that you mentioned in the bio is one of those triggers where you can have okay. that up on the wall. Um, you know, I'll, sh- I'll show it right here. So here's oh, nice. the flowchart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, you put that on the wall, you put that on the refrigerator, uh, any place that you commonly find yourself getting upset might be the car, might be the the kitchen. I don't, it doesn't matter. People get upset all over the place. But if you have that as a reminder of like, oh, I'm upset. Let me look at the flowchart really quick because I don't want to be upset. And I reminded myself I I wanted to do something different. 
Um, that creates a level of awareness. It's just a trigger to say, oh yeah, I wanted something different. But the key there is the person has to want something different before they're ever mm -hmm. going to be willing to become aware of what's going on. Wow. I like it. So we have to, we have to want to do things differently. And I think that's, that's the process. Um, so many people go through that, uh, that, that definition of insanity, continuing to do same things over and over and over and, and expecting different results. So that change, we have to be aware of change or the change that we want, and then we can be aware of the problem that's, or the trigger that's causing it. Right. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Okay. So you pulled up a chart. The flow yes. chart looked really like there was a lot of stuff on there. It sounds like there's some other steps that we're going to do besides just being aware and um, aware of ourselves and aware of the others. What, yeah. what else can we do? Okay, so the first thing at the very top is you're upset. Okay, Because so, like I said, that's the trigger point at which you can do something different. So then the first question is, are you aware that you had the expectation? Most of the time, and it's probably somewhere in 90% range, 95%, we did not even know we had the expectation. And that's, what's, that's our programming. That's how we were raised. That's how we view the world. Um, and then from there, if it's like, no, I didn't know I had the expectation, you now have a chance, an opportunity to explore that expectation. Now, sometimes we'll explore it and be like, dear God, I never wanted to be like my mom or I never wanted to be like my dad. So here's that opportunity to stop being like your parent and do something different. Um, or, yeah, that still serves me today. I definitely want to keep doing that. Um, but then you have to check in with, you know, is it a reasonable expectation? And if it's not a reasonable expectation, then you really have to check in with why is it not reasonable? And can I modify my expectation to make it somewhat reasonable? And, um, you know, other pieces to it are like, have you shared the expectation with, with the other person? Um, if it involves another person, cause we have a lot of expectations we have on ourselves, but have you shared that expectation with the other person? You know, and have they shared their expectations? Are you guys in agreement? Have you negotiated? Has it, have you come to a common ground where you're both like, yeah, this is going to work. And most of the time we are too scared to even share the expectation because what if, just what if they're not game and that's a deal breaker. Now they're leaving your life, uh, your situation, like they're no longer around. And a lot of people are too afraid of losing people to set the expectations. This is also known as setting boundaries. Um, you know, I was just a, talking about that today. I never would have said, uh, I, I never would have put the two and two together, expectations and boundaries. But yes, they do go. They do go together. Yeah. Interesting. So the common denominator at the end of the whole flowchart is have a conversation. And one of the things that we as people in the, today's world that we suck the most at right now is communication. And so, yeah, I at the end of the flowchart saying, hey, you got to communicate. You actually have to pick up the phone. You got to talk to the person face to face. Got to use words and mannerisms, inflection, all the things that we suck at with like email and texting. So, right. Yeah. Right. Wow. So it, it's it is so simple, yet so detailed and so so un, unrecognized because we we do we go through life and we just continue on the same path expecting different results and if we don't take a stop to look back and say is this ex expectation right you know did i communicate that expectation you know and all those other things i mean it just it makes total sense now 
that that's one of the pieces that needs to be in place for us all to succeed. Right. Yeah. And you know, like I said, when, uh, you know, going through the flow chart, I kept finding these little spots where it was like, yes or no. A lot of the no's it was like, there's a lot of more, there's, there's depth in those no's like why we don't want to share the expectation. There's so much fear around sharing something that, you know, might screw up the situation. Um, but at the same time, it might benefit everyone by sharing those expectations. We have to remember not everything destroys everything. You know, when we talk to people and communicate, sometimes we find a ground that's so much more beautiful and happy and loving and caring that it's like, this is the best thing ever. I'm glad I shared my thoughts, you know, that sort of thing. So we have to get over the doom and gloom of, well, I can't tell anybody anything or, you know, it's all going to go to, it's going to go to crap. So. Wow. So, so when we're, um, when we're, when we're doing this exercise and we're going through and that fear sneaks in, how do we get through it? I mean, do we just, do we just kind of, you know, suck it up and go, or is there any kind of exercise we can do to kind of get past that fear? You know, we all have fears of picking up the phone and making that sales call because we're afraid someone's going to turn you down. But what if it's the fear of saying, can you just do one more task to an employee or, you know, just one more sales call or, or, I mean, how do we get past that? Well, what is a fear? It's an expectation of the future. Uh, (laughs) It's it's just another expectation. Predetermined expectation. uh, No, it's a pre, it's uh, or imagined. It's not determined. It's predecided. It's like if I, if I do this, this is the outcome, but it's never the case. That's called worrying, you know, fear of the future, worrying. It's all another form of expectation. And so it's just another opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to hold on to this expectation for a second. I'm going to go back to the top. Did I know I had this fear? Did I, I have this expectation that if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And is it reasonable? And you know, sometimes you're going to find out you're just, you're full of the, like the crazies because of how you were raised. And, you know, you just have to take that second moment to say, do I want something different? And is this fear worth it? Like, you know, I can, oh. I can honestly say most of the time when I worry about the future, probably 99% of the time when I worry about something happening in the future, I'm going to make that hundred percent. I'm never correct. I have never been right once about worrying about what happens in the future. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's always enough. now I may get the same outcome, but never was I correct on how I got to that outcome. <laughs> ah, gotcha. So okay. I can make up like if I send a text to somebody and they don't send one back for like three days, I can make a thousand stories up on why. And then they'll get back to me and it'll be something I never thought of. So again, Fear about what may happen in the future is is not a reason not to do it. it. Again, you have to check in with those expectations. And a lot of times we'll say, well, when I was a kid, this happened at school. So now I expect that's going to be the outcome every time a similar situation comes up. Or I couldn't share my feelings with my parents because I was always shot down. So why share my feelings now? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm just going to get shot down. You know, so we have all this stuff that happens when we're kids and we just don't even think about how do I move past that as an adult and expectations, fears, which are future somewhat decided expectations that are probably not true. 
you just get to keep exploring through this process over and over and over and over. And eventually it just becomes like instant. You're like, okay, nice. didn't even know I had that expectation. Let's move on. <laughs> then you become, then you become, uh, 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 aware of the problem and then you can face it. So I like that. Um, what are some of the ways that we can, okay, we've talked about the fear and we've talked about the awareness and, and those expectations. What are some of the ways that we can kind of, um, I keep using the word fear, get past that fear and have that conversation with the other person. Are there any skill sets? Because we got, we have our own story going on in our head and they have their own story going on in their head. And how do we bridge that so we can yeah, make it better? The only way to do it is just to do it. And it's scary as hell the first time. It's still scary the second time. But the hundredth time that you work through that fear, you're going to be like, I'm just going to share my thoughts. And if somebody doesn't, like, if they don't like it and, you know, I'm, I'm true to myself, I'm setting my own boundaries and saying it's okay for me to share, you know, the hundredth time it won't, won't be a thing. It won't even be a fear anymore. anymore. Yeah. Gotcha. So every single fear that we have, you just have to do, you have to get through it once. And when you survive, you now have a new narrative that you can play off of the next time. And then the next time and the next time you say, you know, I've done this 10 times. I'm good. You know, somebody jumps out of it. Yeah. Somebody jumps out of an airplane the first time. It's the scariest thing ever. The second time they're like, let's see if it's as good as the first time. And then they, <laughs> and then they get to like 20, 30, 40 down the road. And then they're like, I want to do it by myself. And, you know, I don't know the process. I've never jumped out of a plane. I don't want to. <laughs> but, Perfectly good airplane. Why are you jumping yeah, out of it? <laughs> I, I'd rather fly the airplane that people jump out of. That's my thrill. So, because let me tell you, landing a plane on the first, landing a plane by yourself the first time has got to be way scarier than jumping out of a plane. Because it's like you, the runway, the plane. If you don't land it, you're dead. You know, it's like there's no parachute. There's no second parachute. There's there's nobody else in control. It's you and the plane. I I'll take that fear any day. So. <laughs> nice, nice. I love the control thing because I think that's what that's what blocks a lot of us or or gets in a lot of our way is that we think we can we can control it. We right. can lead it, we can do better with it, but control is always always elusive, you know, it's always not there. Yeah. That, I mean, that the, feeling on it. In that situation, the only thing you can control is whether you share, regardless of the fear or not. Mm-hmm. That's your control. The outcome is not up to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And, and I'm, you know, I, this is a business podcast, you know, I'm thinking about business, but it's all in relationships and, and our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our client, our relationship with the employees or the other people that you work with. And I think that that's the biggest challenge is we get this, we get that narrative going and that story in our head as to what we think and, and, we build everything around it. And I think that's the biggest mistake that we can do rather than just going, Hey, uh, I thought you were going to do this and this wasn't done. So now I have to do it or, um, no, I don't want to do that anymore. And if you can just communicate it, you can make it all better. Sounds like that's the, the, the simple, simplest version. Yeah. So in the business world, it's very interesting because it, it kind of requires the top tiers to make it okay for people to share their mm-hmm. expectations because employees are often afraid of sharing expectations because they think it might end their job. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. That's, that's their biggest fear. They don't want to lose their job. So if management and upper management CEOs, all everybody up top makes it okay to share, 
makes it okay to have conversations, then it's going to go both ways. And they'll be able to communicate more effectively with the, with the, the employer, with bleh, the employees, and the employees will be able to communicate their needs to the employers. And, you know, it reaches this fine, wonderful place of like, oh, I see that you have a desire to be doing something else that's going to benefit the company. And I've been keeping you back here, not doing that. And, you know, you've convinced me this is a better fit for you over here. So let's do that. Um, you're going to be twice as productive. You're going to be happy. You know, the profits are going to go up, so on and so forth. Uh, but oftentimes employees are just like, well, maybe if that position opens up, I can apply for it. But if the employer doesn't even know that the person's interested, you know, you need might... to hire someone on the street first. Exactly. So, hmm. you know, it's, if you create an environment of communication, that's safe. It's like, yeah, you can come talk to me about whatever. You're not going to lose your job. Um, you know, within reason, obviously, but and respectfully, yes. Yeah, respect. So, you know, it's another expectation. I expect it to be respectful, uh, but that's two way street, and you got to make that. You got to make it safe so that they can feel safe to do so. And again, when you start communicating, when you start sharing expectations, you find some amazing, beautiful things happening in companies, and people are happy. And when they're happy, they don't want to leave. And employee retention is such a thing that like keeping people around is almost bigger than anything like right now. So, you know, it's just, it all works together. And it, unfortunately it starts at the top down because I mean, some employees will try to communicate it effectively and share their expectations. And sometimes it works out, but uh, most of the time they need to feel safe enough to do so. Right. I think when we're, when we're, when we're able to share that expectation, I think it can exponentially help many areas. Like you mentioned, you know, traveling it down and back up, but also out. So Mm -hmm. with our expectations, when we have a client relationship, when we're setting and laying out, here's what you can expect. So that way they're aware of when you're going to call them and when the piece is going to arrive or when the next step is going to happen. Um, these are all really important things that, that are often communicated with your, that you should have them communicated with your client, but it's neat that it goes around inside, outside, up and down. Yeah. And client expectation setting is huge, 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 <laughs> right? huge, huge. If somebody hasn't figured that out, uh, they definitely have not been in business for very long. Setting or, expectations or they won't be in bi- for business for very long. <laughs> exactly. But you know, while you were saying that, I was thinking, um, outward also means like sideways in the company. So like mm-hmm. teams, mm-hmm. you know, if a team, one of the things that I love about doing improv is that the people I'm on stage with, we all follow the same set of rules. Cause if you've ever done improv, you know, there's rules that people follow. It's not just get up on stage and go, you, you've got to right. have the foundation. Um, so what I teach in, in the company that I own is those, those rules and skills of improv within a team. So that should, the team have to work on a project together or obviously they're working together all the time in one one way or another, their effective communication goes up so that everybody's happier on, Oh, you're going to work on that. I'm going to work on this. We'll reconnect tomorrow. We're setting expectations. We're communicating and all as well. Cause there are some teams out there where it's like, I don't know what Jimmy did today. Um, I don't know what Jane does at this company. Like nobody knows what 
Tom does, you know, it's like now there's contention and hatred for each other as opposed to like, let's work together and, Oh, Tom's having a bad day. Let's, let's help him out, you know, whatever it might be. So yeah, it's every direction possible up, down, in, out, left, right. It, it, it works everywhere. It's amazing. It's- it, it is amazing. And I really didn't put two and two together until we've gotten into this conversation of, of how, how important the expectation, your expectations, as well as others and managing others' expectations are to everything that we do, family, relationships, business. My goodness, driving a car, you're driving, you're expecting this guy to stay in his lane, right? And he doesn't. So yeah, I mean, there's just so many different avenues. Um, and, and the importance of, of realizing what to do with those expectations. This has been a super important, super yes. important conversation. Yeah, it, and it, it really does. It goes to absolutely every aspect of our lives. We always have expectations. Anybody that says, well, just don't have expectations is an expectation. <laughs> have more of, expectations. Have more yeah. expectations. I don't expect to get a guy, right? (laughs) Yeah. So like just expecting not to have expectations is an expectation. So, I mean, it's silly. Um, You grew up, you have expectations. It's just human nature and, you know, setting expectations low. I mean, if you do that often enough, yeah, you're going to have set low expectations, but then you're never going to expect amazing things either. So it's, you just got to play with it. I love it. I love it. And, and when we started our company, uh, as business owners, we expected to do something different and make money doing it. And if you don't set them properly, you're not going to get where you want. And that's probably why businesses fail so much is not setting those exactly. clear expectations and, and then making the plan to execute them. So super, super important. Well, thanks, Ben. This was really good stuff. This is a, uh, this is interesting. Um, and the way that it ripples out through everything in your life. So I think this is great. So where can listeners find out more about you? Yeah, there's a, a couple of places. The first one, if you want the flowchart, head over to havingexpectations.com. It's free download. Print out as many as you want. Put them on your fridge, your work computer, your wherever. Put them everywhere. Plaster the world. Um, put them in then, your kid's room. <laughs> yeah, definitely put them in the kid's room. <laughs> Just subtle hints. Hey, kids, you know. Um, And then also successimprov.com is another great website to check out. I love it. So real briefly, tell us about Success Improv and what you actually do there. So Success Improv is where we go out and we teach team building to companies and groups of people uh, using the tools and techniques of improv to make a better work environment, team build, all that fun stuff. So everything we just talked about today. Which is so important. And that's why it was such a natural, natural conversation for us here today. So thanks, Ben. Hey, listeners, I hope you've gotten an idea or two or three or four that you can put into your business to become more profitable and not even just your business, but your life that that can really help. Um, So Tim, I mean, um, Ben was really helpful with that. So considering what's happened to businesses this year, now more than ever, it's important to create your own profit plan so that you too can have a thriving business. And I have for you six easy action tips that you can put into your business right now that will make a huge impact. So you too can go get them at failproofbiz, that's B-I-Z dot com. And Ben and I would love to hear any of your questions, uh, ideas, or um, even feedback uh, for future shows. Please uh, subscribe and comment on today's podcast. And you can always catch Profit With a Plan on any of your thoughts favorite podcast players and looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. 
So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me.